0: great day amazing humans yes welcome to empowered my skin the podcast my name is N.K. ching Robinson, and I am founder and CEO of Empowered In My Skin, an experienced technology executive of one of Canada's largest financial institutions, an author, an international federation of bodybuilding pro athlete, an inspirational speaker, and a viral sensation as my You Matter" speech has hit over 6.5 million views worldwide. This show is all about thriving. And I will be bringing on some amazing humans that own their Thrive to help you figure out how you too can own yours. So please leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to this on and make sure to join along on the web at EmpoweredMySkin.com so you can be notified when new episodes are available. For now, I'm your girl. Let the show begin. So on today... An amazing guest whom I'd also like to say she's a friend and you can ask her or I'll ask her when she joins just to make sure that I've, you know, that I'm qualified to say that she's a friend as well. But she is the vice president, head of office of chief data officer, enterprise data and analytics at TD Bank Group, same company. Her mandate includes developing and implementing strategies, programs and policies to improve and sustain the governance, management, protection and value of TD's data assets. But that's not all. She co-authored a book entitled DB2 Fundamental Certification for Dummies in 2001. She acts as a mentor to several colleagues and regularly participates in women and technology initiatives. But that's not all. <laughs> she is a certified life coach. And in April 2020, this year, she launched a coaching business with a program titled My Get Unstuck Program, which is specifically designed to move you from stuck to unstuck in eight weeks. But guess what? We're going to do it today. Move you from unstuck in 35 minutes. So put your ears together for the amazing Jennifer Gibbs. Yes.
1: <laughs> thank you for having me. <laughs>
0: yes. Thank you. Welcome. Welcome to Empowered in My Skin, the podcast. So great. Yeah. I always like to start with um, my guest, explaining who they are, what their brand is, what their human is uh, to all of us?
1: Wow. Um, I would say that um, there's kind of three things about me that are pretty consistent. One, I'm extremely curious and annoyingly so if you ask my family. Um, I'm very thoughtful. So I I really like to think deeply and um, thoroughly about myself and others that I'm engaging uh, with and I'm also pretty optimistic, and so I think the combination of those three things really um helps me to see possibility in anything and anyone, and uh, I feel uh really grateful to be able to um, bring that awareness to people when they they may not really be seeing the strengths
0: that's awesome that's an awesome. you're an awesome human, my friend am I oh, so thank first you. of all, in my intro, I was qualifying that i I call you friend.
1: Of course.
0: Of course. You call me
1: friend. Of course.
0: (laughs) And you are mine as well. So I'm big on affirmations, right? Like the power of I am and what follows it is so important because that is truly what I believe if we think about it, we become. So what is, what was, what is your great I am?
1: Wow. Um, I would say, And this, I wouldn't have said a couple of years ago, but right now my great I am is I'm very empowered. I feel very empowered. I feel like I have the tools, I have the relationships and I have the um, interest in doing whatever I want to do, regardless of what's going on around me. So I'm, I feel really, really empowered.
0: Well, I love that. And it wasn't just, I am empowered. I am very empowered and (laughs) uh, that you are. And so Our legacy is left in every experience that we're in. Um, I learned that from the late Dr. Maya Angelou. She said it to Oprah, actually. And so this is an experience that we get to share energy with each other. And there's people that are watching. What would you like them to leave with? What part of your legacy would you like to be left in this interview?
1: One of the biggest things that I want to help people see is um, kind of what I just said is that you are empowered to create the life that you choose to create and that that life can be full of adventure and in particular at any age and for me um, especially getting into my 40s around midlife um, there was a lot of uh, I had I had a mindset that was starting to constrain what I thought was possible and so when I realized um and worked on my mindset it just opened me up to thinking it does not matter how old you are Mm -hmm. Um, you can create whatever adventure you want in your life and there's plenty of time to uh to create that and to to pursue that so I think that would be is just to help people see they can create the life that they want it can be super adventurous which I think is really fun and it doesn't matter how old you are
0: I love that and if you're listening or watching get your notebooks out because she's obviously going to leave some tangible tips on how you can just do that. I I have a mantra that says I create amazing experiences for myself and others. So I
1: love that. And how do we do that?
0: Yeah. How do we do that? How (laughs) do we create an amazing experience right about now? So we are still in this season of COVID and um, it's been, it's been a season. It's been a year.
1: Yeah. What
0: What has Jennifer learned most about herself through the season?
1: Um, it's been really interesting for me because I, I actually um, feel like I am able to absorb change and embrace change uh, fairly easily. And that's not true for everyone. It just happens to be true for me that I look for it, I embrace it. And it was really interesting for me throughout the uh, lockdown and with COVID that I had this in my mind that this was something that, you know, I can, I can handle and it's change and I'll manage it like I always do. And then giving myself the space, however, to feel, um, to feel the feels that I need to feel about mm-hmm. all the change around us, the implication on my family, the implication on uh, work. Um, and so it's been um, both a combination of rec- of embracing the change And I can talk about what I've created during the change, Mm. but also recognizing we're human, I'm human. And there's a time to feel and to uh, kind of uh, process the fact Mm. that there's quite a bit and there was so much going on in the world as well that was heart wrenching, that um, it's not just a matter of, you know, um, reflecting on what you can do and showing up what you can do is stopping to process and feel the feels, which, uh, which I had to do, I absolutely had Mm. to do.
0: And with your experience and that you do a lot of mentoring and we're going to get into some of your other business what are you would you say are the you know the maybe the top things that people need to just embrace when it when we talk about change and the ability to be adaptable and flexible with
1: it Um the first thing i say is to recognize where you're at with it and if and for me as a coach recognizing that just because I'm generally comfortable with change doesn't mean that other people are. So I really try to tell myself, meet, you know, you have to meet people where they're at, and so, and that goes, that's true for yourself too, right? Is recognize where you're at and accept it and process it. And so, um, that's one thing I say is it's 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 okay to um, be uncomfortable. It's okay to, uh, you know, feel whatever feelings you have around the uncertainty and the change. Um, And then let's look for the things that you have control over because there's always at at minimum, you have control over your mindset and working on your mindset and how you're thinking about the change. So that's Mm -hmm. one thing is meet people where they're at, meet yourself where you're at with the change and recognize the things that you have control over, which can help you feel empowered. And then the third thing I would say, especially when there's change and uncertainty, is that our brain likes to remind us of uh, potential dangers. Um, because there's uncertainty, we're not sure where we're headed, Um, things have shifted on us. Um, And I would say that uh, cultivating what I call an abundant mindset becomes particularly important when you're going through some kind of shift or transition. And that's really just recognizing that you might start to think like things are, your choices are being narrowed. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's part of what I would coach people through is just recognizing, is it really true that some of your doors have shut, or um, that uh, the path that you had planned to take isn't available to you, and and kind of really questioning that, and and helping them to uncover uh, what opportunities there could be uh, in 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 the change that they're they're just not uh, open to thinking about in the moment.
0: I love that. So three steps: which is meet people and meet yourself, and I think that that's just bringing yourself into awareness and being okay with that current moment. Um, focus on what you can control always makes sense, the things that you can actually can do. And last is cultivating an abundance mindset. And I often say that, you know, with change, I think what it is and challenging for a lot of people and even myself at times is you can only see what you stand to lose and not yes. what you stand to gain. And when you yes. can really focus on what you could possibly gain from this, then you enter into that mindset of abundance, of of excitement of wonder of, yeah, I think it's still great as adults to even wonder, like to wonder uh, what's possible. Yeah. I I love that. And so um, as you've talked about coaching, you touched on it just a bit and you, and this is all around, you know, helping people realize that they can create the life that they want. You created something has been birthed for you through um, COVID-19. Talk to us about that.
1: Yeah, I, um, I'll tell you a little bit about the backstory and then get to exactly what happened this year, which was um, about a year and a half ago, I um, joined a coaching program myself and it changed my life. In two months, it changed uh, my view of my career, my view on on being a mom. Uh, it changed. It, there was a lot of really uh, significant shifts for me in a very short period of time. And after two months, one of the shifts for me was that I decided I wanted to be a certified life coach. Because I wanted, I've been doing coaching and mentoring for a long time, but now I had these tools that I didn't have before that were so impactful for me at 45 years old that I would love to share with people. Um, And so I made a decision not only to become a certified life coach, but to also um, be an entrepreneur, which I've always wanted to do and have not done since. So uh, fast forward, March, um, I became a certified, I finished my certification and the pandemic hit, and um, I still uh, went forward with my plans to launch my business. And so in in April, officially put everything together to launch my business. And sent, and through the summer, um, spent a significant amount of time just building up that business and my target market and and all of the content and the programming that I wanted to provide, as well as as coaching clients through that period. So it's been. Um, it's been quite a summer uh, full of creating uh, alongside my day job and and just finding that balance uh, with that and family as well.
0: And what is your, uh, what's your business called?
1: It's called Jennifer Gibbs coaching. And (laughs) yes, (laughs) and I'm targeting uh, women in STEM. So women in science, tech, engineering, and math fields. Um, particularly mid-career women who are feeling potentially stuck for various reasons. Um, As I said, kind of resonating with my whole experience, especially, and it doesn't have to be mid-career, but just getting to the point where the options seem limited. And um, I find as well, and I am a woman in STEM, I'm a woman in tech, and often the only woman in the room uh, for many years. So there's some implications to that in the way that we think. Um, But also... I'm an amazing problem solver, as many science minded people are and others. Um, And I tried everything to solve um, kind of this feeling I had inside and trying to figure out how to move forward. So the tools that I have (laughs) that that I bless you, that I also use um, are incorporated into that program um, for for those for that audience. So I'm excited about it.
0: And um, I apologize for the sneeze. I, I couldn't put on That's myself
1: okay. on you before,
0: I came. <laughs> and I know not to block my sneeze. I actually did an episode on no. the dangers yeah. of blocking your sneeze. But what you just described—I mean, even the fact that you've—you know—you have a very busy career. You have a family, and you know you you decided to step into this world of entrepreneurship. And you've also have indicated, you know, being in a career that is really male dominated, at times being the only woman in the room and maybe not having advocates takes courage, you know? And so maybe even just talk to us about that, the spirit of courage that you have when in your life, have you needed it? And how have you really, how do you see that sort of unfolding for you throughout your, your life?
1: Yeah, I think it's a great question. And I'm going to also offer that. I think a lot of people don't realize how courageous they are. If like they, they don't acknowledge that feeling really vulnerable and sometimes feeling terrible is kind of what courage sometimes feels like. And yet you still continue on. And so I would say um, most of the moves I've made um, in my career required some amount of courage because, again, you're 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 you have thoughts about how it's a risk, there's some uncertainty there and there's some potential insecurity there. The biggest, I would say, uh, courageous thing that I did, career-wise at least, was my decision to leave my previous company. And so I had been there for almost 20 years and uh, I was in my forties, very well-established, doing really, really well, um, well well-connected, um, but just it didn't feel right. It didn't feel like it was the place for me anymore. And mm-hmm. so that's, that was a really difficult time for me to make a decision to make a move and to go to a completely different company, a completely different industry, um, and to kind of start new. And so, um, and that was after that took me about two years to make that decision. And so it was, again, I said I was pretty thoughtful. So it took me two years uh, to make that decision. It didn't feel great. And it, I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad I did.
0: Yeah. And so as you sit where you are now, what is the, I guess, the one ingredient that you need? And is there anything that you really need to marry to courage in order to have courage?
1: Um, that's a great question. I think for me, it is also community. Mm. And so, um, for me, you know, internal courage and, and feeling empowered and being able to be vulnerable being willing to be vulnerable, they're all critical. But for me, the, the catalyst often for me is the community. Both the community that's giving to me and supportive of me, which is very much rooted in family and very special friends. But also um, the people I can give to as well, and so uh, that's been really, really critical to me. Is to kind of the combination of my own courage and willing to be and willingness to be vulnerable, and then surrounding myself with a community of people who also are either role models for being vulnerable and having courage, um, or just have my back, who I know will have my back.
0: Mm-hmm. That's, that's a beautiful thing, and you know I. I am learning and even just through some of my discussions with you. And I think that's, you know, I'm just going to say this one live, you know, you've, you've amped my courage. You have given me permission to be more courageous and uh, that's a beautiful thing. And it goes to your, your comment about community, right? So you're in my tribe or my community of supporters and, and it is, it's a powerful thing. It's a powerful when that could be poured into you from another human simply because they believe in you so so oh thank you 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 for that that. I feel the same
1: way about you your energy (laughs) is just pulls me in every time and wants me in it and it inspires me to want to do more and to want to reach out more so I appreciate you as well
0: well isn't that the greatest thing like you think about no women no matter how strong we are there's always those bits of doubt that always hit us up, right? Like, I don't yes. think anyone's ever immune to that, you know, and, uh, and that's what community really does for you is, is really, even though you might feel those seeds of doubt, there's somebody that's watering your courageous spirit, you know, in some shape or form.
1: Yes. Yeah, it's so important. Even if for me, sometimes it's not even someone I'm necessarily engaging with a lot. It's just looking for those people who are inspiring and who are role models, who can remind you if you've forgotten what's possible. Um, so possible. I think it's really important.
0: So talking about what's possible, perfect segue. Let's see, that's not even plan I love this. <laughs> so um, we talk like this, the, even this podcast episode is titled get unstuck. And when I think about get unstuck, whew, that that's like, you know, if I have a mind that's just full of all the reasons why I'm stuck, There's got to be something that is, you know, changing or shifting my mindset to what is possible. So the art of dreaming is something that you talk about. And um, I'd love to, you know, just get into a little bit of that with you. And and what's really, what is the art of dreaming?
1: Uh, One of the things I've been recognizing in myself is, is how do you open yourself up to possibility? Is there an them being sort of scientifically mass-minded it's like is there a tool is there a model is there a method and if you look at the practice of dreaming as children we are amazing at that like everything is possible um really open-minded about things and slowly over time i say that the process of adulting causes Mm -hmm. us to be more practical um and um even messages that that we get or circumstances in our life i think we lose that sort of art of the possible art of art of dreaming i think some people are amazing at it naturally um, but those people are probably few and far between and so um when i was thinking about how do you make decisions when you're feeling stuck um it's really about reclaiming that art of dreaming and with intention. And so a lot of us will daydream or will dream and it's like, oh, but that's that's just a wish, whatever, like I need to be practical and you move on. But if you're dreaming, if you follow the process of dreaming with intention, then it's really about, okay, I am actually going to make this a practice where I sit down and I assume everything that I want will be available to me. What would it be that I would want? And a lot of people get stuck right there. Um, with, Mm. I don't know, which causes your brain to feel confused. And then you kind of get stuck, right. But if you really sit with that um, question, what I really want, I think for women in particular, it's really hard to answer that question, if you haven't been practicing, sort of allowing yourself to really um, think about it thoroughly, because we are taught that we should care for others. We are taught that we should want for others. And so for many women in particular, like I said, I think even just asking ourselves, what do we really truly want? And being pure with the answers that we come up with um, is, is something that's, that's, that we don't often do. And so I do really encourage that. And then uh, I encourage the mindset of abundance, which we just talked about, which is forget about the how for a second, about how it might be possible, because your brain will come up with all kinds of reasons why it's not possible. Because it's scary to try and do something that might be, you know, quite a stretch for you or quite different for you. So, kind of ignoring the possibility of constraint for a moment and allowing yourself to assume that you have everything that that you might need um, is really, really important as you as you go through this this process of dreaming. And as I said, the intention is to dream with intention. So if you allow yourself not to worry about the how, then what's really important is to worry, not worry about, but be thoughtful about the why. Because this is also where where things get really fascinating is um, brainstorming what you want and listing it all down is one thing. And then when you contemplate, what is my why? Why do I want these things? And then asking yourself, do Mm -hmm. I like my reasons? And this is where you start to catch where, well, I want that because someone else thinks I should have it. Mm-hmm. You may not like that reason, right? That might uncover that and say, you may not like that reason. But if you come up with something that it's like, my why is strong and purposeful, and I feel I'm leaning into it, and it feels amazing to me. If you connect with, with that why of one of your goals or one of your dreams, you'll figure out the how. Because once you have that strong why, your, your how will get figured out. in the path you take may not be the one you would have ever dreamed up but you'll keep mm-hmm. walking and taking the steps forward so this is uh, it, to me it's it's a structured way to dream that doesn't feel again my science brain doesn't feel like magical it's, it's actually yeah. like really structured <laughs>
0: yeah you can actually so, apply some logic to it it makes sense and yeah you can yeah. apply
1: some steps there's mm-hmm. some steps around it right and um it can be a wonderful thing to do and it can also be A really tough thing to do. Like I said, we don't Mm -hmm. often allow ourselves to just to just dream and to to really think what we're coming up with is possible.
0: It's interesting because um, I was fascinated as you were saying that because it made me feel that I am on the right path. I have on my vision board, it says the best way to become a billionaire is to help a billion people like it's on my vision board. I see Love it that. every day. It landed on there early um, 2018. I went to an event and we did vision boarding then. And at the time I had no idea. I, I mean, I just put it on there. I didn't, you know, I don't know if I even thought it was possible, but it just was a, it was, cause underneath it, it says $500 billion. And I felt it was a great way to think about how to make $500 billion. And fast forward to today. I mean, I'm not near a billion dollars. But I have a video that's gone viral that has like, yeah. you know, seven million views around the world. It's been shared 20 million times, uh, 20,000 times. And, you know, then there's this podcast that's creating content that's going out around the world. And there are things that um, seem to be happening for a massive amount of people. Right. And it's and. So now I I fast forward and you know we've been having some conversations, my career. I recognize that why I was feeling stuck in my mind is because I have this vision, this dream, and then the things that I'm thinking about married up against that, you know, are not really hitting. Does that does that make sense? Would you Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's amazing that you've got this vision and you've got this big um this big goal in mind. And I think it is important, again, that if that's your wire, if that's your mission, that you've got, you can connect everything you're doing and all the actions you're taking to it. And if you can't connect it, then that's a great time to be really reflective on that. And sometimes you learn how to make the connection, and you just didn't realize it was actually connected, and you figure out how to make some adjustments in what you're doing already to make the connection. And sometimes you come up with, something that's like whoa like even with me with the life coaching i mean i've always been really passionate about helping people and giving back but i never would have necessarily connected it to becoming a life coach until i had experienced um the benefit directly myself from the tools i was using so absolutely makes sense for sure yeah
0: okay so now i want to know because it seems like you just really have you know you're able to smash through everything. And, uh, and, you know, now you're a life coach and helping other people. How important is it for you and how open are you to talking um, to your clients and to your team members and even your colleagues here, you know, just about all of the obstacles that, you know, Jennifer has had to go through in life and how you view obstacles. Right. Um, and maybe, you know, you know, was there a time and how has your view changed about obstacles over the course of course of your your life and your career?
1: Yeah, I think that's a great question. And I would say like to your comment about how I smash through things, (laughs) I would say, I would say I actually have always been pretty good at smashing through things because I am I love solving problems. And so and I'm pretty optimistic, as I mentioned to you. So it's I am always kind of looking to move forward and to smash through them. A significant difference, though, I would say now, then, you know, as I've sort of learned how to manage my own mind and before is before I felt terrible while I was doing it, right? Like just not really being able to control how I was feeling. So there was a lot of imposter syndrome happening um, or second guessing myself. Um, so there's a lot of that happening. So I kept taking action, um, and kind of ignoring the fact that I could actually take action and have a positive experience while I was doing it. And so that's really the significant difference for me. And mm-hmm. I think for a lot of higher achievers, or people who are kind of always striving to grow, is we typically know how to get stuff done and to move things Mm -hmm. forward, or we figure it out. that the experience that we have while we're doing it isn't always so pleasant. And then it's not very sustainable over a longer period of time. So the difference for me now is that I have much I have tools that can help me um, also manage the experience that I have while I'm facing obstacles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say, I'm, I'm usually, and I think I'm much more authentic in the way that I come, I, I show up, because I don't have to put that filter of, oh, I actually feel kind of terrible right now, but I got to show up and get it done. And that filter is, is not, it's not allowing me to be authentic, really, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's really kind of dulling me, um, which might be okay, when I'm maybe really angry or something, and I don't want to vomit it out on someone else. But, um, you know, over time, it's exhausting, right? And so I would say I'm pretty, I'm pretty open to being vulnerable. And by no means have I figured this out. Like I am still human. I still have times where I feel um, vulnerable and scary and sad and I think the difference now is that I'm more willing to feel those feelings and to process them and to not be really judgy with myself about them mm-hmm. and to kind of move through them and and move on to um to a better, better experience after them.
0: So so thank you. Thank you for that. So before I get into rapper thrivers, I want to sort of bring this all together. So we've been really talking about, you know tips and tricks and you're sharing through your experiences and giving people insight as to ways they can create the life that they, that they want, that they deserve, that they're born to, to achieve. So that also then requires creating environments and having non-negotiables and having boundaries. And are you great at, you know, you talk about being optimistic. Are you great at you know, those non-negotiables, those boundaries that allow you to keep, stay in this sort of this state of equilibrium where you're, you know, you're, you're, you're able to maintain a sense of personal empowerment?
1: Oh, I think that's an amazing question. Um, <laughs> I would say that I've always had boundaries. Um, I've always had boundaries specifically around my family and the fact that they always come first. They are my priority, without a doubt. It doesn't matter what's going on with my career, um, and there's always I've always had had my hands in all kinds of things. But they are by far my extended family, my immediate family, uh, my close friends are always a priority for me. So that's always been something that has guided me in the decisions that I'm making. And I think the other um, boundary that I'm I'm learning and I've learned recently is to um, always be kind to myself. Mm -hmm. And that's the boundary I never had for many years, which is um, I'm going to, I'm going to keep going and keep doing what I need to do. I'm not going to ever compromise my family, um, but I'm okay compromising myself and I'm okay with beating myself up and I'm okay with thinking um, thoughts that really aren't, aren't serving me. And so I would say now I have the tools and that's a boundary for me is that, you know, I wouldn't let someone talk to you uh, and Katie as my friend. Why the hell am I talking to myself like that? Why am I allowing Mm. my, that, that to be said to myself? And so, um, that's a new boundary I would say in the last couple of years that I continue to make sure I work on, um, every day.
0: That's beautiful. And uh, so now I'm going to take us into what I call the Empowered On My Skin Rapid Thrivers. So these are where I just ask you some really quick questions. If they incite dialogue, then so be it. But, you know, intended to be short and sweet. So when you think of someone who inspires you and who comes to mind first and why?
1: I'm going to say my daughter. I think there's a lot of people that inspire me. But I'm going to say my daughter because... um, She's always chosen her own path and she's 17 right now. And as, as a, as a kid growing up, that's not always easy to do. She always chosen her own path. She's um, always has a well-informed opinion um, and is not shy to tell anybody. It doesn't matter who you are, um, but it is well-informed and it is thoughtful. And I think, especially as, um, as a kid growing up, to be able to stay true to yourself and be authentic to yourself, even if you have a different view of things or a different way of looking at things or different mm-hmm. preferences to the people who happen to be around you, um, I think that's hugely inspiring. Yeah. And um, yeah, I love it when she debates and um, I, and she's, she's debating. She told me the other day, she said, Mom, when I get together with my friends, we're not talking about boys, we're talking about politics, we're talking about racism, we're talking about feminism, we're talking about like, really thoughtful, deep things, which, mm-hmm. again, it's, it's no slight on talking about boys, I talk <laughs> about boys, but it's just, it's a testament to her being true and authentic to herself and, and not being afraid to have, have an opinion. That's beautiful. That was a long question to a rapid. No, fire I no. That's okay. That's why I said
0: it's okay. <laughs> you were quick on the answer, and I I did ask you why. So that was <laughs> what is a what is a daily activity that helps you with your thrive?
1: Um, self coaching. So oh. uh, doing a thought doing a thought download in the, in the morning, understanding sort of what's going through my head and and how may it impact uh, me throughout the day.
0: Oh, wow. That's cool. We'll have to talk more about that. And what is a book that has helped you with your thrive?
1: Oh, um, I love reading. I would say um, Loving What Is by Byron Katie. Oh, I heard
0: about that. Yeah. Talk about love. What does your shirt say?
1: Oh, love more.
0: Love more, yes. Loving what is by Byron Katie. I love that. Yeah.
1: What is an I'll app? Also, that helps say you with- sorry. I'll yeah. just say Untamed by Glennon Goodoyle was also brilliant. Loved that too.
0: I've heard that. I haven't. I haven't read either though. So I'm going to have to add them to. But I've heard of both of them. So yeah. Thank you for the recommendation. What is an app that has helped you? That helps you with your thrive.
1: Oh my goodness! An app. I don't know if apps help me because I get sucked in sometimes to them. <laughs> <laughs> I would say <laughs> I would say okay, I'm gonna say a weird answer, which is Snapchat.
0: Because
1: <laughs> it is <laughs> it is one of the only ways I can get my kids to respond to me is when I snap them. <laughs> so that's what I'm gonna say.
0: <laughs> Do you know, to this day, I don't even know. I don't I've never downloaded the app. I've seen it. But I, I've never used it,
1: yeah, so. I never probably would have except my kids are on there it's all the, the time and I'm like, okay,
0: That's I'm where i find you. And what is one misconception, Jennifer, that people have of you as they see you thriving and succeeding in
1: life? Um, I think this is true for a lot of people who um, – a lot of people who just look at your title or look at your achievements or kind of see or how you're showing up is that I struggle and have insecurities just like everyone else. I mean, we're all mm-hmm. humans, and underneath it, I need um, I need love in my life and love for myself. and um, I struggle too. There's, sometimes we make things look easy. and uh, behind the scenes, there's, as you asked before, mm-hmm. there's a lot of courage and willingness mm-hmm. to be vulnerable and just go out there and 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 making it happen anyway so i think that might be the misconception is that um i feel insecure and all those other i feel all the feels too just like everybody else does even if i'm showing up um or i figured out a way to show up um maybe thriving so
0: but know this she doesn't give up she keeps pushing through and love that so where do we find you online
1: so online, uh, my website, Jennifer Gibbs I'm also on Instagram and Facebook at Jennifer Gibbs coaching. And I'm also on LinkedIn. So um, pretty active on, on all those platforms.
0: Awesome. And I'll make sure that all of them are also included in the show notes. So that makes it Thank easier you. with the appropriate links. And so at the beginning of the podcast, I did ask you, um, you know, what is something that you want to leave here? What legacy, um, you know, um, would you love to leave? And it was really around, it, you know, letting people know that they are empowered to create the life that they choose to create. And I, you know, I, I, um, I thank you. I thank you for showing through, you know, your lens of how you've done it in your life and how you're helping and coaching others to do it and sharing some of those nuggets and tips with us today. Um, the whole, you know, art of dreaming. It, it is a, it is a great way to see that as possible. And I, and I think once you start talking about dreams, it just feels good, you know? And yes. so, you know, I can't thank, thank you for opening us back up to the, to that beautiful art of dreaming and dreaming big, right?
1: Well, thank you. So, and I want to thank you and Katie for sharing your platform with me and your heart and your community with me, especially over the last few months it's been absolutely amazing and filled me up so much so thank you friend and we'll, friend. And we'll continue friend yes good
0: so this is good. the empowered in my skin podcast and my final question to you is what does it mean to be empowered in my skin
1: i think it means having your own back no matter what
0: Ooh, i love that having your own back
1: no matter what. No matter what. Oh.
0: Thank you, Jennifer Gibbs. You're amazing. Thank I you. love you. Love more. I right?
1: love, you love more.
0: <laughs> and thank you to everyone that has been listening. And this is the time where I say, we're out. So there you have it. I hope you're thriving and thoroughly enjoyed this episode. And remember, whatever platform you are listening to this on, please subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast with someone else you think can benefit from the tips that were delivered. As Tom Billius says, when we help others think in a way that is empowering, that is the lead domino to create real change in this world. It's been awesome hanging with you. I'm your girl, and I'm out.